You're listening to Things of Faith. Welcome to the Things of Faith podcast with Pastor Scott Hawkins and Pastor Michael Stoops. I see you, Stoops. Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear, Pastor Scott. It's good to see you. I am glad to see you again. And we are recording this for you all out there in podcast land. Um, I'm really just enjoying this process of recording and getting to talk about these topics because I think in you would think that as pastors, we would just people flocking to us as we shepherd <laughs> them to discuss these topics. But I don't know if you find it, but I end up talking a lot more about HR policies and the gardener and the janitor and having yeah. our carpets cleaned. So yeah. this is just fun. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, there is the time for all the administrative and the things that you didn't learn in seminary, but have learned over the last decade. Yeah. Um, I do, I do find that a lot of what we're talking about gets talked about, but maybe not as straightforward or as clearly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's roundabout, and so I, I think I do like this as having a place to have kind of concise conversations, as well as the ability to then kind of trap it in time, and so you can share it if someone is interested in those things. So yeah, again, you all can share this with people. Um, I did get a funny thing from one of my pastor friends that I think you've probably seen before, Stoops, but I'll just read it to you. Uh, going to seminary is, I think, a lot like going to culinary school. You learn a basic foundation, some cool party tricks, and by the end, you can prepare a gourmet meal. Pastoring, however, is waking up every day to a new episode of Chopped, where the ingredients are completely random and you're expected to do something with whatever you're handed while everyone watches and provides running commentary and occasionally something explodes. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I, it, but it's great. I mean, it really does describe it some days. and uh, Yeah. And sometimes it's fun when things explode. You know, oh, it depends oh, on when end, when end you're on. Yeah. Always. Okay, so we are we have talked about um, the Godhead. We talked about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We talked about the work of the Spirit. We talked about the work of the Spirit then into the church. And today we are shifting into a conversation about sitting as people who are in relationship because of the work of the Holy Spirit through the cross of Jesus Christ in relationship with the Father, to kind of wind all those together. And here we are, moment by moment, day to day, living out this truth. So the what does that look like as we live this out? And there is a word, and we're going to throw a fancy theological word at you so that you can know it, because I do feel like this word gets talked about enough that you need to at least be comfortable with it, where the word is sanctification, which is also happens to be the episode title. So you probably already knew that going in. But sanctification is the process of being made holy by the Holy Spirit. And I, I want to start, and the first place to start is to make sure we understand the distinction between justification and sanctification. Both those words have occasion at the end. So we have to remind ourselves that they are two distinct things. But Stoops, if you would, would you give mm -hmm. us just a quick, like, how would you make sure that we keep those words separate? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, within, if, if you go deeper into theology or different things, you'll find different traditions have maybe slightly different definitions or 
bring them together or kind of can confuse them. But we have to remember that this was one of the uh, you know founding principles of the Reformation. Right. So 500 years ago, Martin Luther, you yep. know, John Calvin, them all. Yep. Like this was something that was key and important to understanding the good news of what Jesus had done on the cross. The, the distinction between justification and sanctification is what you're saying is the key yes. part of the. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So so justification is uh, is an event. Right, it is a moment. It is when we place our faith in Jesus, and Jesus has died in our place for our sins. Uh, we receive that redemption, that adoption, that cleansing, that forgiveness. It is that moment when we are New put name. in a right relationship with God. Right, um, that we are. Uh, that we are. We hear the words, "You are forgiven. You are yep. innocent. You are my son. You are my daughter. You're part of the and family." Yes, you're part of the family. And we know that we just receive that by faith. There's right. nothing that we do to earn that, right? Again, right. this is huge Reformation basic principle Good. of this event happens because of what God has done in Jesus, and then we respond in faith. Right. So yeah, it's that so, moment, that event. Yeah, so I I like to think of it as, you know, if there's an arrow, a direction, justification is God's work towards us, the arrow coming towards us, and it is all his work. And that is a huge part of the Reformation doctrine is is that it is all his work. There is nothing that we do. We don't become just good enough or just receptive enough or anything. And um, which is why justification is miraculous. I think it's important to remember that, that anywhere we see faith, it's miraculous, as well as justification is a total work of God to be given glory and honor and celebration and just to really truly stand in awe of. You take broken people like me who do not deserve to be forgiven and you claim me, give me a new name, call me your child. Just yeah, mind-blowing. Well, and, and this kind of gets like, again, maybe the not, you know, People aren't going to come up and go, please tell me about justification, Pastor Scott. Yeah. But this is where, you know, people go, can I have a relationship with a God? Right. That's out. A God, if there is a God. Right. Can I be forgiven of my past? Yeah. Can I be forgiven of what I'm going to do in my future? Right. Uh, And that's where, you know, this this understanding of justification, of being in a right position and relationship with God is so important that the answer actually is yes. Yeah. You can be forgiven. Yes, you can be made new. Yes, you um, can enjoy eternal life, both in eternity, in the future, but also today. Right, exactly. And so justification, and I, I to be abundantly clear, 100% God, all of his work, you, wherever you are, whatever you've done, can do nothing to make God love you more or to make God love you less he has done the work. That's what the cross assures of us. So when we look and we are about to approach Holy Week and we go through Holy Week and we see Good Friday and we see Easter, we look at that and go, thank you, God, for what you've done for me, not because I'm worthy, not because I've done enough for you, but because of what you've done for me. And so that is justification. And the reason that we are pounding this so clearly is because it is a common thing to do to mix up our justification and our sanctification. So we we have this temptation and I think I think it is because we all 
live in a world where justification, freeness, grace just doesn't really exist. And so you know, you do your homework, you get the grade. That's the way it works. You do well on the test, you study, and you get marks for that. We do our jobs, our paycheck comes in. It's not just sit back and Ascension Lutheran just you know, pours money at me for being at home and eating bonbons. No, it's like this kind of relationship that we have, and that's so common that when we think about what God forgives of us, we think about what God gives us by giving us himself, giving us this new name, we think, well, I must have to do something. And that's where you'll hear these kind of phrases like, and, and um, Christian phrases of, well, you know, God wants you to not sin. He wants you to not lie. He wants you to not curse. He wants you to um, treat others with kindness. And then what we do is we go, okay, so if I do those things, I'll be loved. That's not yeah, what we're saying. It becomes saying. The, the price of admission. It, right. right. It becomes the, the I do this work like the rest of the world. And again, I think it's very fair <laughs> that we have this assumption because it's really how the world works where we go, okay, I do those things and I'm loved. No, we are actively turning this on its head, friends. So if you go, that's too good to be true, that's exactly right. That's the gospel. It is too good to be true. So justification is this declaration that God has made of us being holy, being righteous, being his. Sanctification, then, is us responding back to his great love and living a process of maturing in faith, maturing in Christ, to live a holy life. Yeah, the, the I yeah I think it's very important that we as we separate those we have the event of justification and then the process of sanctification, and, and what I love is like not only is that process one that we work uh, through with fear and trembling as as Philippians says, but also is um, is God continuing His transformative work within us, right? As we by the Holy Spirit. Uh, set forth our you know, the the book of Romans talks about uh, giving our bodies over as living sacrifices yeah. to be transformed and to be changed. Um, one of my favorite Bible verses is Philippians one six, where Paul says, "And I'm sure of this that he who began a good work in you yep. will bring it to completion at right. the day of Jesus Christ." Right. And so it's like there, when when God justifies someone, he, he says, "I love you just as you are, but I love you so much that." I'm going to change you. Yeah. I'm going to transform you. And I'm yeah. going to move in your heart. And what you said is just so good because I think even the way that I was explaining it just a moment ago has a temptation for it to be, okay, so that part is God's work. And then I got to buckle down and stop sinning. <laughs> I have to stop, um, you know, using the bad words. I have to stop, you know, having those thoughts or whatever that is or that anger. And that then becomes a new way to just burden ourselves. But you, you said it absolutely correctly. God continues the good work in you. So I've heard it said this way that I, I really love, that the gospel, grace, not only forgives us, but it takes away our love of sinning. Like it's a process of, of inside of us transforming us because of the work of the Holy Spirit so that new things are created that you go, oh, I'm responding to the situation in a way I wouldn't before. Not because of myself, but because of Christ in me. 
but because of the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. Or, or it's even that sometimes you're bothered by how you respond to something. There you go. Yeah. Good. Right. Because like, I, I mean, I can remember, you know, before I would have, you know, have placed my faith in Jesus and there's stuff I would have said or done or thought or manipulated or different things. And then I like, I wouldn't have thought two things about yeah. uh, or two seconds about. It. And then, and then you're like down the road and you're like, wait a second, I, I don't want to be like, that's not, that's not who I'm supposed to be right. becoming. Right. And yeah, and it bothers you and, and you go, oh, I wish I didn't respond that way. And Christ then, and the Holy Spirit, you know, takes out and does the work in us so that that gets transformed by his work. So sanctification is also the work of Christ, right? It's also the work of the Spirit getting poured out through us and creating something inside of us that wasn't there before. Um, we're in the season of Lent here, and we're doing a book called The Indwelling Life of Christ. And it's one of my favorite favorite books to do. It has 50 readings, and he really drives this home that that Christ wants to take over us, and he wants to be in us. And, and he uses this great illustration of digging a hole, where he goes, you know, if I wanted to give you rest from digging the hole, how could I do that? Well, I could stand at the top and sing you a song about digging, or I could tell you all the latest philosophical um, conversations around digging. He says, but none of those would give you rest. In fact, they'd probably give you a heart attack. He says, what you need me to do is you have to vacate so I can get in the hole and start digging for you. You have to set down the shovel so I can pick it up. And the point he's making is Christ wants to get in the hole and do the digging for us. He wants to do that work, and then we can celebrate that he's doing that work in us and through us, and then that's real rest because we're not just going, oh, yeah, okay, throw the, sh- throw the dirt farther over my left shoulder. But he's like, no, I want to do this work. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, the, the imagery there of two oxen yoked together, right, and pulling, and Christ goes, and I'm willing to do the pulling for us. And so – I, I think Paul very often uses um, mature language. Like he'll talk about babies and he'll say, I wish Corinthians, as I'm thinking of, you know, oh, I wish you were able to eat real food, but you still need to be breastfed, right? Like you should be grown up by now, but you're not. And I think that that imagery is is wonderful because – we, as you grow up, you enjoy the things that you have and you enjoy it and it becomes very natural for you. But that's because of the growing up, right? That's because of what has happened. And that's the work of the spirit. That is sanctification. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've really liked, uh, you know, yeah, learning from Paul and Hebrews does a similar thing as well. Just talking about that kind of maturity language, that growing up. Because I also think it explains a little bit about sometimes why uh, we can end up like imbalanced in our lives because like we end up growing up and maturing in so many ways just naturally, whether we've gone to high school or college or vocational school or learning different skills and life um, lessons and those kind of things. But then our like knowledge of Jesus is like Sunday school. Yeah. And then we start to think, well, that there, there really is no weight to that. There, there's right. really no... Um, a, a depth to it and and it just kind of becomes the kid that's where people start just going oh well it's just kind of a kid's fairy tale it made right. me feel better when i was a kid there's really there's no intellectual rigor or weight to it 
and and part of the call of of us as Christians, especially in the 21st century, especially with more at our fingertips and knowledge and right. amazing podcasts like this. Yes, but it is is to grow up and mature in Christ. Yeah, and and to to um, and to like as as we've said, become more of who we already are. If God calls us His sons and daughters, us growing and maturing in that is just to be even more His sons and right. daughters and becoming who we are made to be. Yes. And again, back to Thomas, like what he says is Jesus wasn't super normal. He was normal. He was what it is to live in relationship with the Father, that God wants to and delights in taking over, being with us, giving us rest. It's not like putting a burden, you know, someone just um, someone just sent me a text message because I, I took on a little part of something that has to get done, and they were struggling with it. And I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll make it this way, and I'll do it this way. And they're like, oh, I'm realizing that I'm making more work for you. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I It's going to be fine, and that's okay. But, like... God delights in that. We don't look to him and go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing more work for you. No, God goes, great. Like, I want you to bear my image. That's why I made you. I made you to to do these things, to reflect my light out to the world. So I love seeing you operate in me because that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's such oh, a yeah. wonderful yeah. reality when we get to celebrate what Christ has done in us. And then... And I think to not expect ourselves, and that's the great part, like I don't look at um, Isaac, who's four, and go, Isaac, um, do calculus. Well, he's four. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Right? Like he shouldn't be able to. He's still maturing. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's that process, and yet so many of us go, I should already be – I should stop that behavior. I should mm-hmm. not be there. I should not be thinking those things. No, there's there's a lifetime of Christ in us and Holy Spirit in us that, yeah, I do hope that 10 years from now that Scott looks different than this Scott, but it ain't going to be perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was – and that was kind of the, the, like what I – the word I was kind of perceiving as we were talking was, you know, as much as I think, you know – especially when we read a language about maturing and sanctification in the Bible, uh, you know, Paul is challenging. He's challenging the churches to grow up. Absolutely. And, and, right. and there's a place for that, right? Like, you know, there's, you know... You're, Don't be you're, the same. Don't be a one-year-old anymore. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, I also, you know, like there also is such a heart of people that have been beat up yeah. by those kind of expectations and going, guys, it's a journey. It's a process. There is grace for that. This is not an event where you snap your fingers and you're perfect. Right. Exactly. And yet that temptation is there for us to be like, oh, I'm not there yet. And I think with a certain amount of guilt, that's okay to go, okay, there's somewhere else for Christ to be in me. But what a wonderful gift that I am forgiven. So that mistake I just made and I'm going to make a million times again will be forgiven. And then in 10 years, maybe that mistake will look different because of Christ in me Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit in me and growing up. Well, and, my, then, and then you can deal with all those other mistakes. Exactly. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> and then you have the next thing where you're like, oh, and that's still there. And I, and I think there's great humility in recognizing that that's not just going to go away ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is, to throw another Christian phrase, but this is that saint and sinner thing. We still have within us the, that ability to make horrible choices, but yet Christ is actively in me, sanctifying me. Christ has justified me and given me a new name. And all of that's true every moment of every day. Yeah. And and 
maybe to kind of put a point on that, like it's, there's a lot of, and sometimes people get caught up with it, but there's language of salvation that is both past, present, and future in the yeah, Bible. Right. And people think, well, no, wasn't that just past or isn't that just future? But really, it's just beautiful that our God um, watches over us and loves his children and has died for his children and has given his children this Holy Spirit so that throughout the whole journey, while we were lost and sinners, while we were saved and justified, while we are being sanctified and transformed, it's all because of his love and grace, and That's he has right. not let us go. That's right. Yep, exactly. And then when we get to the final moment and breathe our last, we can rest knowing that Christ knows us there. And when he sees us, we'll delight in everything about us having forgiven and having called us by name. So absolutely. So wherever you are um, on your maturity journey, you have farther to go. But praise the Lord for how far you've come. Praise the Lord Amen. that Jesus has given you a new name that you are a child of God, and that we can um, celebrate in that truth. So so let us try our best <laughs> as we go forward to not confuse these things, to not make our holiness become the reason we think we're loved, but to, to allow God to create holiness in us because of what he's doing by his love for us. So, okay, good times, my friend. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Talk to you later. Bye. You're listening to Things of Faith.